millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. to Scream Queen, a podcast about scary movies. And people not typically depicted in scary movies. How's it going, Dre? What's going on? What's happening? Uh, You know, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. Look at me. I got my Fenty skin going on. I'm glowing. I got a, <laughs> I got a nice dewy glow. That's fancy. If you want to send me any Fenty, Riri, yo, yo. <laughs> um, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been listening to? I start. I tried to start uh, Raised by Wolves, that one uh, on HBO. I don't know about it though. Yeah. People well, seem to really like it. The costumes. The costumes are really stupid. They're a little bit much, but like, for okay, here's the thing. I don't. The the main little boy is named Campion, and I don't know why that just irritates me. And all anybody says throughout the show is Campion. Campion, Campion, Campion. It reminds me of like Lost. Remember that Australian lady Lost? The only thing she said the first season was my baby, my baby. It's just like that. It irritates me. So I didn't get past the second episode. And to be honest with you, I'm not really like want to consume stuff that's like about religious fundamentalism. I'm just not like, that's just not my thing. And it's just like about these two warring factions of like atheists and like super fundamentalists, like Christians. Oh, that's what it was all about. Yeah. Who like destroy the earth. And then it's, it's like, okay, whatever. But I did catch too much. You did what? I did catch the boys. Okay. Season finale. What did you think about Yeah. What did you think about that? I I like seeing homegirl get her ass kicked. Oh my God. When they were, when those three women was beating on her, I was like, I watched that 69 times. I like rewinded it and (laughs) then watched it again. 69 million times. You're a liar. Yeah. 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 I did. I really did. (laughs) I thought it was 69 million. It was 69 Um, million. Sorry. It was 69 million technically. Okay. Thank you. Um, Yeah. She, she couldn't get out of there quicker. Her ass flew the coop. Literally. <laughs> I was waiting the entire show for that moment. And when it happened, ooh, mm, I was like Rocky at the it. top of the stairs, like, yes! She got it. And I did not feel bad about it for one second. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was kind of underwhelmed by certain things in this season. I really felt like Lamplighter was, they wasted his character. And like that whole, is what? who's the main guy? Huey, Hugh? Yeah, he's really... Uh, I'm unnaturally attracted to him. Yeah, I know. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, he's very annoying at times. Um, I'm still rooting for him, but he's also, I, I also can't get with how he can be cool with A-Train, like after A-Train ran through your girlfriend. Oh, like, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Well, this ran season was a little... train on his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, a train ran train on his girl. That that he then did. But like, what I really like, I think what was like a kind of a miss for me was like this season was very heavy with its message. You know, like first season, it was just like, these are ridiculous people with superpowers. And this one is like, we are saying something about, like, it just felt, because, you know, keep America safe, make America great. It was just, it felt like it was more commentary it was too on than the nose. first season. It was mm-hmm. too on the nose. Yeah. They didn't have to do that because I already got, we were already understanding, like, you know, the absurdity of what was going on with these characters. And that's all they had to do was just keep playing into it. But then they bring in, like, I wasn't into also, um, homeboy's relationship with homegirl like back and forth and oh we it'll never work because you don't love my child and oh now I can oh, be back yeah, in your life because oh I need you to protect me and my child and I just was like I don't fucking care like this no. is really stupid but um yeah I I'll watch next season yeah That's all me I too um other than that yeah last well we'll get into that other thing but we um what else, what else have i been watching i feel like i've seen something and it's on the tip of my tongue let me think about it it is uh, what did i see i saw attack the block this weekend um with the seattle museum of pop culture which we hosted um with them a, a little while ago and i was put onto this the youtube page of um this the the hostess which her name is um it's Zena I don't know what the but it was just like a really she's like a really cool like she had like one of her videos was like like top five zombie snitches and shit like that so she's like really cool and she hosted and it was nice it was a good time and it was nice to like to hang out with those people again yeah yeah I um I would have watched it I ended up doing like a zoom thing with some friends and I forgot but um I do. I want to have Homeboy back on our show, and he's more than more than happy to do that for us because um, we really like what they're doing over at Mopop, and I fucking love that place. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I watched, but whatever. I'm always watching some shit. Can't remember. Um. So this week we're gonna get into Evil Eye the new one from Blumhouse for their Welcome to the Blumhouse series on Amazon. Um, we're gonna, of course, we talk about Lovecraft Country and we're going to wrap it up uh, with Zazie Beats as, uh, what was her name in that? Um, it was like Anita or Astrid. It was a really weird name. In Slice. All right. So lead us in, Twummy. So this week, Drea and I had a very unique opportunity. Um, we were invited to attend the virtual premiere of Evil Eye. Um, there was like a DJ set and all these other stuff, and you, like an interactive house that you can go in and out of. But uh, Evil Eye is part of Amazon's Welcome to the Blumhouse series. It's an adaptation of playwright Manuri Shekhar's hit audio drama of the same name. Uh, it stars Sarita Charity and Sunita Mani as a mother and daughter, Usha and Pallavi, uh, who are initially locked in this push-pull battle over the the daughter's nearly 30 single life and later her too soon engagement with the menacingly handsome Sandeep. And let me just tell you, Sandeep can get deep in these cheeks because that man is fine as fuck. Although I'm like, what was the pomade budget on that movie? Because that hair was slick back and it looked hard. <laughs> uh, I was not into that hair. That hair was horrible. Like, um, it's an God tale of romance, uh, supernatural invocation, and cultural division. I had a great time watching this film. 
Yeah. Um, it, I didn't, I mean, it, it didn't, it had like supernatural elements. It didn't, it didn't really get into the horror until like probably the last like 10 minutes or so, but I was cool with it. I liked the fact that like we had really developed characters. I thought it was very culturally specific. I, like the mother is afraid that her abuser of hers um, has been reincarnated as her daughter's lover. And, you know, you really do get like the, the melodrama of like the, the mother wanting so badly for the daughter to get married. And then when she does end up with somebody, the mom is suddenly like, yeah, but like, that's a little bit soon. Like you already, what, you moved in with him? He's paying your bills? You quit your job? Like that, that the daughter is setting up a relationship of dependence on this man. And like, that's really what the mother is like trying to ward off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, um... Well, okay. So, so the main uh, character, well, so we have there's Sarita, the main character is played by what is her name? Uh, Sandeep. Her name is, oh no, Sandeep is the man. Okay, I'm going to edit that out. What, what minute <laughs> is this? <laughs> it is minute 1753. Three. Okay. So, homegirl. Um, Sarita Chowdy. No, the other one, Sunita. What is her real name? Oh, is she? Who's she? Oh, she's. Um, Sunita Mani plays, plays the daughter, Palabi. Palabi. Okay, Sarita. I was. I was. You know, I recognize both of them. Um, uh, Sunita Mani. Um, uh, she was in Glow. She played one of the. I don't R.I.P. Know, Glow. I, that was canceled. Yeah. Well, they might be getting a movie to, to you know, ca- you know, encapsulate it. I don't know. We'll see. It, it kind of it. I was okay with that show. It, it it could use like you know. I hope he gets a movie that it, at least. But and then the mother though, she's been in everything. She's been in a little bit of everything. But her number one credit, and my mother was just talking about it like last week. It's one of our her favorite films, and also I, I love it as well. But um, Mississippi Masala with yeah, the young Denzel, Denzel Washington, and yeah, that's her first ever role. And that movie is the shit. It's so good. It's so ahead of its time. That was like ninety one, um, mm-hmm. but. Just to see, and she still she looks exactly the same. She looks She's amazing. So, I remember like that movie, and I remember seeing it and thinking that that was the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, I was like, "This is like the apex of beauty." Like she was just so and like like hip and shit. Um, yeah, uh, Mississippi Masala is so good. You should all check that check that out. But what's cute? Well, well, what's interesting about it is like. Like that's basically, I mean, she's a little bit younger in that movie, but she's basically with the daughter's age, you know, and to watch her become the mother of the film. It's just mm-hmm. like a weird, like time is fucked. Like, <laughs> Yes, it is. Oh my God. Lord, Lord, do I know. 35 now. I mean, I'm just looking back like, where did it all go? Where did it go? How am I already here? <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say, okay, I was really surprised by how far this movie went. Um, you know, I was just thinking about culturally, you know, I, I know that India, uh, India is not just Bollywood. I know there's, it's diverse and eclectic and there's so many things going on over there. And, and, um, but I was, it was, a, it was violent and um, yeah, it really tapped, it tapped into mental health. Um, it tapped in to, you know, all the tradition, you know, uh, arranged marriages and all, all of these things that they deal with. But it was very, very modern and very, very progressive. And I was like, I really like have to commend that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's some really outdated ideas of certain cultures. And, you know, not everybody is one thing, you know, certain families, you know, they're, they're evolving. And um, that's what I saw in this. I saw just uh, 
a whole evolution. Um, yeah. It was, this is how, this is how you do something like the turn of the screw, right? Which is like the premise of that movie or the, the, of the, of the story is like, you don't know if the main character is actually haunted by ghosts or if she's like mentally unwell. And similarly with this, it's like, is, does the mother, is she really picking up on, because she is being gaslit the fuck out of this whole situation. I'm I'm thinking of the movie Gaslight with, um, what's her name? Well, Murder, She Wrote. That's the question. Uh, okay. Uh, Angela um, Lansbury. Angela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, so there's a way in which this could have been a straight up drama, which is like the mother, it's, she hasn't left the house in two months. I mean, she started, well, she never looks raggedy, but like she hasn't like left the house and they're just kind of, and their dad is like, she's going through something. He's really um, thoughtful about so, the husband. He's really like, he's not the typical like domineering man. I don't know. He just, he's really trying, I think. Yeah. But he doesn't quite understand. And the the criticisms that I've seen of this movie are about how it's it's adaptation from a radio play um, to for to something visual because the the play itself is is just like the voice memos and the conversations on the phone. So that's like how the that's how the play is kind of like framed. But I love this. I thought it was just so like the the color like the the saturation of the color was so rich and so deep and it was just like such a beautiful watch you know um that like i the, the criticism was that like it didn't get enough into like the louisiana of it all yeah and i did not feel any uh new orleans in there like mm-hmm. other than the fact that they told you tell you that you're there it didn't feel like that so that that's yeah, a mean, really good uh point Every now and then we'll get like an aerial shot of like the city, but it was like, there was nothing, it could have been anywhere. There was nothing specifically New Orleans about anything in their world. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I think that's a very small criticism. I mean, sure. because like, I thought the story telling was really nicely done. Yeah. Um, also like chili powder in eyes. Like that was, I was like, ooh, that, I don't want that. <laughs> it didn't stop him, just riled him up. <laughs> um, riled his ass up. Oh God, I just really wanted him to like Sonic the Hedgehog right through my body, like with his hair and everything. I was just like, ooh. And I kept being in the chat, like, um, cause, cause alongside the, the viewing, our viewing experience at our virtual premiere that we were definitely at, um, there was a chat box next to it. And I just kept saying things like, I want Cindy to like slap me across the face. And everyone was like, oh my How God. How did they not Ella. block you? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I was like, I want him to pull all of my teeth out one by one. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? There's something very right with me, okay? Oh, I um, love how you spin things. That is that is your <laughs> magic right there. You just spin anything. Interpretation. <laughs> uh, although I will say that, unfortunately, because not everyone was in the same chat. So, like, I wasn't in the same chat as Drea. Um, but there was, at first, there was, like, this one person who was a little bit off. And they talk about, oh, why is this old lady practicing voodoo? Like, da, 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 da. And then it got into, like, white actors are way better than brown ones. And then it was like, is this how you think you're going to beat Trump in 2020? And everyone was just like, kick this bitch out of the chat. That's why I don't be fucking with them chat rooms. They just get, they go left like that. Although Mopop, when we did it, that was super enjoyable. Like, just chatting with everybody. I really had a nice experience with that. And I usually, like... um, well, not to even get too off topic, but the first time I ever got um, AOL, like the friends disc in, in the mail, like when it came out, I remember I put it in my dad's computer and me and my friend went to like the kids zone. Like, and they're like, make sure you don't go to any places where I'm like any like, you know, unnecessary adult areas. And I went into a chat room 
And of course, adults go into chat rooms and pretend to be kids. This guy kept asking me if I was GH. He says, are you GH? And I said, what's GH? And he goes, you know, GH. And I'm like, what is that? He goes, gay. Are you gay? <laughs> He's just like all these, I'm like, and I'm like, why didn't you just spell out gay? <laughs> <laughs> and me and my friend, I was, this is like the sixth or seventh grade. I'm just, and I was like, you're stupid. Or like, whatever. And then I just like hung up and I never went back on a chat room. I never did aim never did any of that shit. I just never saw the point. So, so you just got traumatized early. I'm sorry, chat early. rooms were a little bit before my time. I kind of came up like decades later, but like, I understand, like, I remember reading about that in history books. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're so um, cool, I did party lines though. I would fuck with a party line. <laughs> did you ever do chatter bay or what the chatter chat roulette? Uh, chat roulette. I, uh, I occasionally I'd fuck with that. Like, when they jack off in front of each other and <laughs> that's <just> different <laughs> i've never done that i uh, also like mm-hmm. did you ever like get you drunk the with same becky thing on chat roulette <laughs> what <laughs> did you ever get drunk with becky because drunk becky loved chat roulette oh yeah she's one of those people that definitely would go out yeah for sure for sure and, like, and we'd have like uh the real housewives or basketball wives on in the background yeah. And you would always be some random ass people in there. And then every now and then somebody would be like, faggot, faggot, faggot. faggot. Yep, like, yep. Oh, can I, we just I, not have anything Traumatizing. Nice? Like, oh, you know, I, I catch a, a couple of like, ooh. Or, uh, I, you know, I just go on there to flash people. Me and my friend would just like, <laughs> woo. And then next. And then, uh, but yeah, it was just having to interact with that kind of negativity once or twice. It, it was enough to like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to put myself through this anxiety. But yeah, back to this yeah. premiere experience that we got to have, though. I mean, it was really fun. And I also just kind of, I just missed watching things with people. Yeah. That's like, really what it is. Like, I don't care where I'm at. I don't have, to, I, I do miss the theater, but it's the camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. I like, and there were like photo booths that you could go into. So Dre and I were sending our photo booths back and forth. It, it was a really fun experience. And I hope to do it again. If yeah. you're listening, please invite us back. We would love to do it. There's so many new Blumhouse shits coming out. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the other ones, but there's like Nocturne, The Lie, Black, Black Box. Box. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm excited to just like dive into those, you know? Mm-hmm. And this one just came out today. Uh, I, I believe on Amazon. Evil Officially, Eye. I mean, if you're like one of the regular people, you didn't get to see it a day before. Yes, oh, it came bitch. out today. <laughs> oh, so, stupid. so stupid. Um, I was, yeah, I really. I, I, my main um, issue with the film maybe was the pacing, you know, and I, and I, I, I overall I thought it accomplished quite a bit. It wasn't super scary or any of those things, but. I, I thought the acting was great. Uh, everybody kind of, you know, they brought their A game. Oh, they ate it. They definitely did. Yeah. Um, I was I was feeling it. Yeah. And again, Sarita, is, she's just so gorgeous. You know, she's got like a Monica Bellucci kind of thing about her too. Like, mm-hmm. just like really regal and just so flawless. Um, but yeah, she's, oh yeah. And, and she, she almost gets gutted. Like, what oh my fuck? god! First of all, when they when they first entered, like a knife first came into this film, she was like chopping very thin cucumber slices. I mean, we did not give her her due for how thin those cucumber shits were. But then she like <laughs> chops her finger, and then later on, there's like a thing with the dad, and it's just like anytime I saw a knife, I just got real nervous. Always, always, always. I don't like she gets that shit close contact shit. And I knew it was coming as soon as they started like tussling. I'm like, oh lord, she's gonna get stabbed. 
and and I just don't want to see that. But we it she was made, a very tense dinner. It was, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, but also Homegirl was like when she realizes, like, holy shit, because they both had he didn't need. Yeah, it was interesting that he just kept buying the same pair of earrings, which is a fun little twist. But I wanted it to more. I don't know. I guess that's the only way it would have worked. I thought it was like he regave her the same earrings he tried to give her mother, but he just kept rebuying them. So that's how they were able to He just likes Sapphire, I guess. But when he first presented um, Palabi with the earrings and she was like, dude, it's like been a month. Like what's, and he like looked like he was about to have a panic attack. And I was like, Ooh, this man is not good. This man I'm not is taking not- them sapphire rings after a month. What the fuck's wrong with her? <laughs> I don't even give a shit about no rubies or diamonds, but I would have taken them. I mean, they're, they're pretty, you know, but and yeah. I would definitely have taken them from him. Um, and everyone in the chat, when, when, when they were like, run, run, run. And I was like, I'll take him. I, I'll still take him. Like, I don't, I don't really, you know. Well, we know, he's... we know you got issues. <laughs> don't, you don't got to tell the fan, the fan base. They, they know. So what the hoe jumped out. I'll tell you that much. The hoe jumped out and was like, I don't know. I mean, I know he's like the reincarnated, um, like, uh, man who hit my mom head on, on concrete, but I don't know. He's really nice though. And he'd be <laughs> apartment and shit. Like, <laughs> I was hearing this, um, I was watching the comedy store, the new documentary series on Showtime. Uh, and there is a terrible joke on there. It was cracking me up though. Damon Wayne's talking about his sister when she got beat up by her boyfriend and he like knocked her teeth out and she was like, but I love him though. And there's just something about him. <laughs> <laughs> It's not yes. 2020 approved. Is <laughs> <laughs> this something about him? <laughs> I mean, hey. You know, sometimes you just got to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that, I mean, it's terrible, but, you know, I really, that's what a comedian can do. They can take something and make you look at the situation. Um, and, yeah, this is the thing that's, I, I can't wait until uh, domestic violence comes to, you know, a halt. You know, because th- these men's, we just need to start beating their asses like from the jump. Like I'm super down for that. Just so they. What did know. you? What did you make of the end? Because in the end, like I thought it was. He's a in really the baby great, now. He's in a baby. Yeah, that like, but she, but her point was like, men like this always exist. Yeah, it never. You know, it, and you never really get rid of them completely. Like they, yeah. they keep being born. Like t- toxic masculinity is the thing. <laughs> I tried to tune it out at the end because I knew, yeah, it was, it was trying to tell me all that. And I'm just like, that's just sad to think about. But I really do believe one day, I don't know if I'll be around to witness this, but one day it, there will be no more of that. You know, it just won't. Uh, there'll, well, just, be la- we- there'll be laser guns and shit, like men getting blasted in the dick. <laughs> people riding dinosaurs and shit um i mean full matriarchy now you know what i mean like if it was just matriarchy i feel like everything would be better but unfortunately we're stuck with what we got uh, for now i i it's it's moved we are progressing the world is changing trump's probably gonna die of covid so yeah fbi <laughs> that was not us that somebody hacked our mic <laughs> i want him to go to jail i i honestly i just wanted to go to jail forever but I mean, if that's what we get, then I'll take that too. So. You know, and if he peed himself a couple of times on camera, I wouldn't nope. hate it. He's gonna have a full on meltdown. Like, I mean, not that he hasn't already, but I mean, he's, he's gonna have unhinged. like he's gonna shit his pants. And <laughs> see, because that's the kind of thing I wanted to happen to Homelander. 
Because it was like, I, 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 there was a lot of racially specific deaths on Stormfront's angle. Homelander just kind of killed everybody, yeah. you know? So I didn't want him to die specifically. I just wanted him to be humiliated, and they gave me that too. So yeah. that was just, he that got, was he, and, Yeah, and then he went and jerked all, all over the city. <laughs> he loves jerking off in front of the city. That's real fun. Yeah, he, he needed to be like that. The cakes were nice, though. He's, oh, the, yeah, the cakes are very nice. I will not deny that. And you know what? He's very good at that character. I was super annoyed with Stormfront's character. Like, I, I liked where Aya Cash was going with it, but uh, I didn't get, I didn't get it. I mean, I, I, I get it, but it, it, it was just very violent. And I guess, you know, it has to do with what the times we're living in right now. Having to hear that another storyline like that, and this, this lady being openly just like so hateful. It was, it was a lot. I uh, just, yeah. She, they could have killed also, her off like three episodes ago, four episodes ago. I mean, honestly, they could have. Anthony Starr is like, you're, he is so good at Homelander because, you know, I watched the, the, the rewatch um, show afterwards that's hosted by Aisha Tyler, and he is absolutely unrecognizable yeah. as himself. Because he, what's his real accent? He's Australian or something? Yeah, something like that. He talk weird. And he also has like glasses and dark hair. So he's like literally Clark Kenting on that shit. And I'm like, hmm. I wouldn't have recognized him because he's got such a smarmy energy as Homelander that he doesn't have as an actual person. Yeah, I could tell, but yeah, he's not that. And I, that's one that I will actually say he can get it. Yeah, Homelander can get it. Yeah, he can. Is he going to laser your tits off? No, I'm going to laser my titties <laughs> off. They're nice, but he can, um, he can blast my ass real quick. <laughs> wow. And with that note, I think it's time that we pivot. Because <laughs> we don't need to be talking about this no more. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I um, Overall, I, I'd say watch Evil Eye. Um, the acting was fucking on point. It's, it's a great story. And it's well told. Boom. All right. Shall we pivot? Let's shall we pivot. pivot? All right. So. Um, this week on Lovecraft Country, we go back to Tulsa and rewind 1921. And it is a lot. And, you know, just when you think, like, every time, this, this show just keeps getting better and better. So, like, last week was, uh, or two, episode eight for me was the one I am. But this one did, did some really remarkable things as well. It was, to, to this, to even tackle that subject of going back. So, um. We we open up and Lancaster hasn't died yet, um, and D is she's being taken over by um, by those the spirits and the curse that he put on her, and um, we don't know where Hippolyta is, and everybody is basically just trying to figure out what they can do. Christina Braithwaite Ruby brings her over. She is able to get you know the the spirits out of her, but she's still um, what is it? She needs to be. She needs the blood of an ancestor all the way back, like her her, her great great grandmother or like a cousin or something like that. What is it? What she needs is the book of names. That she needs the book of names. Okay, that's what it is. But she needed some blood of. of yeah, for 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 Christi So Christina basically did like a reset spell. She couldn't banish the spell completely, yes. but she could reset it so that would give D a little bit more time yeah. until they found the book of names. Gotcha. So what they needed was blood from her closest relative, which they assume is Montrose, and Montrose has to tell Tick. I'm not today. It might be you. Yeah. You know, it might be you because 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 that might be your 
sister. Like, George might be your daddy. I don't understand why she can't... Okay, isn't her mother... What about her mother? I don't... don't... No, her mother was missing. But I'm saying... Remember, Hippolyta had to come back. When she comes back... Also, okay, so they gave her the blood before Hippolyta shows up. I think so, yeah. Because I was confused by that. I'm like, if she gets that, then she's good. But, I mean, even after they give her whatever she needed... um, they still have to go back and get the book of names and uh, from um, Montrose's, or is it? No, it's Dora and Hippolyta's. Who's whose family is it? I'm getting because they live right next door to each other. It's, I know. I'm kind of running it back in my mind. No, it's it's in it's in Tick's family, so it must be inside of the family. So it's Montrose and George and. But they did go into the other house and get it. They went into the other house. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was that's it, where the book was. Yeah, it was over there. It was with Dora and, or, or Dora right. left. It was with Hippolyta. Because Dora's Tick's mama. That's right. Okay, yeah. Okay. And, and so it was in that house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, so they have to split ways. We, um, well, first of all, they get to um, the, the time machine. Hippolyta, she's like, oh, I ain't got yeah. fucking time. Like, I, she, I ain't got time. We're going to make time. Like, y'all need to get your asses in the car. Like, I done, I, I done, you know, just, I, I, I have been to how many worlds? I spent this much time here and this much time over there. And I got all the knowledge I've ever needed in my life. And I'm going to put it to use. And y'all, I loved seeing it too. Oh, yeah. Hippolyta the bad bitch. Yes. Like, we have been waiting for this version, this evolved version of her, 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 her final Pokemon form or whatever. Yes, they keep bringing her, X, her X-Men, X-Men form, whatever it is. It is amazing. Um, so she comes back. She's like, I'm the motherfucking motherboard. And I, yeah. and then I see, so are you going to, we're going to plug this into me. And then y'all have to just do your job. I'm going to do my part and you do your part. And uh, they're like, oh, we don't have the key. And she's like, bitch, I, I am the key. The like, key. <laughs> the key is the key. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's from uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. <laughs> <laughs> the key is the key. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie 70,000 times. Uh, my mother uh, is probably the only person who's got you on that. I think she's seen it about 700 million times. That is, that she'll constantly have that movie on. The key is the key. She, yeah. That was her channel. I mean, and those were like, she was doing proto chat rooms in that one. She was like, yes, on them old ass computers. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, uh, okay, where was I? Oh, okay. So she, um, let's, she gets them back and Montrose is freaking out because he knows what that, he has to relive this horrible fucking night. Um, and it just probably like, the most traumatic day of his entire, entire life. life. And, um, and then, and you discover with, what happened that day is he let go of a potential, his first ever love. He broke up with him. And in that same instance, like not long, at, like minutes later, a, a you know, white uh, uh, mob. mob brigade, whatever, they came through and they shot him in his head, like right in front of his face. And Atticus witnesses this as with his father as they look at a young Montrose. And he understands in that moment, like what? was going on with him and why he's been through so much pain also right after they get in the one of the first things they see is is Montrose get beat to to hell by his father with the freaking like he's not even a switch it's a freaking whole branch he just b- breaks it off on his back horrible and so he's mm-hmm. starting to understand why his father has been the way he is or this man in his life who is he's been calling his father 
Um, and in that moment, it was really beautiful. Also, you brought it up, but yeah, when he gets the bat, it's like his Jackie Robinson moment. He comes in and, re- and saves the day. That also reminded me of Signs when uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, swing away. Uh, oh God, why would aliens who die by water land on a planet that's 70% water? Okay, I'm just going to say it. Signs really pissed me off. <laughs> that was when I was like, this M. Night Shyamalan doesn't really think things out, does he? <laughs> that movie's fucking great, first of all. I love Signs. But hey, what are you going to do? Mr. Science is over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. But uh, it's okay. It's a really it's okay good movie. until you see it's a the really good I don't movie. like when you see the it's aliens. Really I liked it when movie. it was speculation. You know what I'm talking it's about? When it wasn't movie. just like thinly veiled Christianity or whatever. I no, just, you know, I really liked it movie. before. Mel Gibson and all. Okay. But it's you know, Sugar Tits, you miss me on Sugar Tits. That's all I can say about that, man. <laughs> sugar Tits? Oh, is that what he called the the cop or something? The cop. Yeah, I think he called cop sugar tits something like that. Hey, I, I still be like, fucking okay, with well, the these white people are one, old two, as hell. Three and four. I still watch Mad mm. Max and some uh, Road Warrior. You know, sorry. Is that the one that Tina Turner's in? Mm-hmm. She's in. Um, she's in the, the Thunderdome one. Uh, oh, okay. So hey, what are you gonna do? I said hey, hey. Um, I. This episode was deep. I mean, I cried for every single one of the people in it, like separately about something different. And when Tick, like when he breaks down in front of his dad and he's just like, say, like they're kind of like sobbing together. I was just like, oh, take me out. This is just, this is, there's so like, in, in, for him to witness the genesis of his father's or, or a genesis of his father's self-hatred that then got passed down to him. Like, that's just, like, that inherited trauma. I mean, there's uh, so they, much trauma in this. You I mean, what Black men deal with, you know, and how vilified they are to this day. There's so many levels to it. It's such a difficult subject. And um, I really thought, you know, it's, it's been a journey to watch their relationship, and it's been really frustrating but I really feel like that they really summed that like they brought that together beautifully. Um, I was, yeah, I, they, I was weird, worried about how they were handling certain queer storylines. I was worried about how, you know certain things, but it's all coming together. It's really really nicely coming together, and I'm I'm just glad you know again that something like this exists and there, and it's such a fuck you to the author, you know, not of. The, this Lovecraft country, but to HP himself. It's such a fun mm. to him, and I really appreciate that. Me too. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> it's nice to see. Um, there was one issue that I had. So towards the end, um, Hippolyta is trying to keep the portal open, but it's getting weaker and weaker, and she's got frothy coming out of her mouth. You know what I mean? And like she's sputtering, and Tick is like, you know, do it for D, do it for D, do it for D, and and we're just you know kind of got. And Letty is just walking. She's like, there's no pep in her step. I'm like, Letty, run. You know, the portal's closed. And she's just like. Well, it was more dramatic effect. I know. I know. I know. I mean, I was just like, oh, in all of Tulsa around her. And I think because she because she is in uh, she can't get hurt. She is taking it in. That is what that is what makes that moment so pivotal. It's not that she didn't need to be on the run. She's letting, she needs to know and experience that moment because that is an incredibly 
uh, it, it not only is it, you know, just to read about that experience and know that that happened to my people, it breaks my heart. If I had the opportunity to be in her shoes at that moment, I would have been walking through fire as well, watching things burn around me. And cause so I could fully experience it. Um, she also just posted yesterday that she actually, she walked through and ran off set screaming because she really burned herself and she had to go to the hospital. Oh, fuck. She really burned herself bad. Like she had a whole- I saw that, yeah. Yeah, she she held it on and she's like, yeah, uh, Letty might be invincible, but I am not. (laughs) But she (laughs) walked and then she said she kept her composure and did her thing and then went screaming off set. And yeah, um, which made me just all that more invested in that scene. So yeah, it was, I do understand for practical sense run, but she didn't, she doesn't know that Hippolyta is on the other side of that thing foaming at the mouth. She doesn't know. Buttering. She didn't even, but oh, but, but Hippolyta was fine. Because what did Hippolyta, Hippolyta has one of the dopest makeover, like it's like a makeover sequence. Like, <laughs> and with her, her like, it's everything that should have happened for Storm. Like, Storm. They never got Storm's hair right. They fucking never got her hair right. But that moment, it was just like everything. She's like. The blue hair can stay. The blue, the blue hair, hair can, can stay. stay. Day. It is the <laughs> shit. She is so that was so fucking cool. I um yeah, they I mean I can't tell you enough how much it used to piss me off. Just like I only ever wanted storms here from like what went in the cartoon, like just big and like in like super diva and drag queen. I only ever wanted that. And they always did these like super dikey, like horrible like cuts and and then like when it was long, it was just flat and like no, no character. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, so- Remember in the first X-Men where they were Halle Berry, they tried to give Halle Berry like a Kenyan accent or something like that. And she <laughs> just did not repeat it in the next few movies. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Just, <sighs> but this was like, that made up for so much shit. Like, cause I feel like if Elida, it's interesting. So like Letty is kind of like rogue. You know, in a sense, and then, but but I felt like in that moment, like she, it was it, again, like it was like her having her like, she she already has become her full self, but um, she just keeps growing, and I I was shocked to see her even come on the, excuse me, on the screen, um, when she arrives, she's like, is D sick? Where is she? Because we didn't know where how she was gonna come back. I I didn't know what she was anymore. Like, is she coming mm-hmm. back to some all encompass, all empowering thing, some entity? But um, but yeah, I think we're gonna see just how much power she possesses next week on, you know, the uh, the season finale, which is finale. I don't know yet. I don't know. So we'll see. But also in that moment when Letty's like walking through the street, she actually has just seen somebody burn to death. And she like, watched, yeah, and and it was, and that woman. I've seen her. She's another woman who's been in like a million things. I really liked their interaction with each other. And um, but she was like, I knew something was up with you when I saw them shoes. <laughs> that was like shade, madam. <laughs> She's like, you better, you better speak the- up or you get one between the eyes. And she was not fucking playing. But uh, also her dress was everything. Yes, 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 yes. I am. Um, yeah. Letty's dress? Well, no, the, oh, the, yeah, the, the, the grandma. Great, great, yeah, she, yeah. I thought, I thought they both looked dope. I, when Letty took off running and she almost, <laughs> <laughs> that outfit, I was just like, it kind of had like a pretty in pink vibe to it, but it's, nothing is as horrible as that pretty in pink dress. That prom dress is atrocious. <laughs> um, I, uh, 
I'm trying to think what else happened in this episode. I mean, the hair was everything. Let's see. What did I write? We also get more of Ruby and Christina. Yeah. They um because Ruby's like, you you know, you're a trifling ass man, all this anger in this house, you better get in this car with me and Christina. Yeah. But she's like, so she tried her okay, I didn't like that her argument didn't really hold any water because she's like, okay, well, Montreal's just someone's attacked you. And she goes, well, Tip jumped in there and whatever. And she goes, but she goes, but homeboy, or, or she shot me. She goes, no, she didn't shoot you. Her father shot you and she healed you and you should jump in the car. I'm like, first, I mean, what's better? What's safer? <laughs> Tell me if she hangs out with that chick, she might get shot. I mean, she, she knows she, she knows that she has this invincibility thing going on, but, um, I mean, it's just like... But she also knows Christina is up to no good. She knows that. And they it's really interesting. Everybody's like has these separate journeys going on and they're, and they're all important and they're all pivotal. And they have to see like where they intersect and how they're supposed to help one another. Because um, they're really disconnected, very disjointed. And I'm like, why does Christina Braithwaite need to be immortal? Why does Tick have to die for you to do this? And she's cool with that. She's totally fine mm-hmm. with it. And so Ruby's... For sure, being she's being an asshole. Like she's <laughs> and she's like she is kind of okay with Christina's plan as long as she, as long as Christina long as does not Letty hurt Letty. Cool. Yeah, she's like, mm, well, tits gonna die. That's a little fucked it's up. Super fucked up. It's very fucked up. Um, yeah, I, I, I I'm excited for next week. I just I really don't want to see it come to an end. So. I know it's been a magical I mean this when it started off was like the beginning of COVID and I remember thinking like well at least we have Lovecraft Country to look forward to every Sunday and I'm like but, but you know by September by the finale we'll be good right <laughs> no if you could have just turned going, went back in time six seven months eight months however long it's been and been like bitch it's still gonna be shitty <laughs> <laughs> And now your show's over, so you don't got that either now. <laughs> no one got that anymore. But we have all these Blumhouse movies to look forward to. I mean, so Dre and I like kind of text each other when we see new movies coming out. And it looks like there's like a lot of interesting, st- if, if not necessarily good, um, quote unquote good, a lot of interesting things, a lot of perspectives from people who have typically been alienated from this genre, you know, like whether it's queer, whether it's a POC or queer POC or whatever, like we're seeing some nice representations, rumblings, if you will. Uh, Ruby's character, uh, well, I think her name is Woon Mi. Uh, I can't think of her last name. Uh, It might be Osaku, Osaku. but uh, her new film coming out called His House is about, it's like a refugee uh, horror film. Um, it looks really, really, really interesting. I really am. It looks scary as fuck. Yeah, I'm here <laughs> for it. So I'm looking into that. Uh, keep your eye. We're, we will be covering that eventually. I think it's, it's coming out on Netflix. So we definitely we, we can cover it. Um, yeah, more, it's, I'm just excited. You know, I don't know where the show's going to go. And we it would be super dope if they, it had like other storylines that it went down and, you know, I would be here for anything like that. Um, Cause I mean, I just feel like- Have you been, mm-hmm. have you been um, reading the, reading Lovecraft Country alongside this? I, I had been and then I kind of, I stopped cause they, they kind of divert. Um, they, they really did, they changed up quite a bit in the, and it just kind of wasn't helping to read the book. It was interesting to, uh, I'm going to finish it just to see how they kind of ended it, but- yeah the, sh- the uh the show's better <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, I imagine because it wasn't, yeah, I can, I, it, 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 I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they really, the book is very good and it's done very well, but it's, it was still written by a white man. And so they took the story and I mean, he did what he could with that, with that, with his work and I commend him. Um, but yeah, what Misha Green did with it, she, yeah, flip it up. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, and also Misha Green recently, I think, tweeted or said something about how, like, the thing with Yahima, she was that it would have been handled better. So I was, I appreciated that, too. Because okay. it's like, you're not going to get everything perfect. You know, there's got to be room for growth. And also, like... How many times do white men get to like fuck things up all over and over and over and over again? And it's like, you can't hold all of representation accountable to like one person. No, you really can't. Um, And they've done too much good with this show for me to just like, for us to, you know, just hold up this one negative thing, like whatever. This show's perfect. And uh, I'm really happy and honored to cover it. And great fucking job, everyone included. Everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Also, Raphael Sadiq does the music, which I didn't know because I, about, um, oh, my, I mean, I did say we talked about it on the first episode. I did. I didn't. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I didn't notice it until this episode because the theme, the the ending music wasn't Cinderman. It was a different song. So it's like listening to it, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, makes sense. Yeah, Raphael. He's a he's a really interesting individual. He's had a he, he's a really good touch for this show because he's. He's been through a lot in his life. He, you know, I think he lost like four or five siblings by the time, like all throughout the 80s of the crack epidemic. Like he, he's just, and it's all in his music. You wouldn't know Tony, Tony, Tony to, to the album he just did recently, his most recent album, which is really fucking heavy and gorgeous. Um, yeah, just that voice, that, that's where it comes from. So if, if it's, I'm really, Misha, yeah, that was just such a wise choice to bring him in there. Like he's he's also been such a part of my childhood. I've been following Raphael Sadiq forever. Freaking when he was in the class act with uh, Kid and Play, freaking the pajammy jammy jam, like that is my <laughs> shit. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, do you have anything else to say, or do you want to get into our Scream Queen of the Week, Tommy? Let's do it. So this, so this week, we are going to take a character from a movie that I wasn't really, I thought it was kind of a piece of shit, but um, I love Zazie Beats. So this week, our screen queen is Zazie Beats as Astrid and Slice, uh, written and directed by Austin Vesely, who also plays Zazie's junkie boyfriend, who the first guy who gets his throat slit. He wrote and directed the movie. He primarily did music videos before that. Um, there's no other way to put it than there was a hot soon pile of shit. But like, there was like this vague, vague, vaguely, vaguely sort of John Waters campiness to it. Um, but in this world of ghosts, okay, here's my problem with this movie, Slice. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any motherfucking sense. This is, first of all, Zazie Beats is hell bent on getting revenge because these witches came and killed her man. But like, he has a ghost. 
And ghosts are not incorporeal in this world. You can touch them. They have jobs and they pay rent. So he's still functionally there. So I didn't get why she was so riled up. And like, she is a screen queen, but she does die, but technically comes back as a ghost and, uh, and, and, and partners with Chance the Rapper at the end to take down all the witches. So like, she does, you know, come through, but it's just... I couldn't understand the internal logic of this movie if there was any to be had. There's a whole lot of ideas. There were some great ideas and like just all the potential for something really fun and exciting and fucking weird. And a lot of different uh, uh, familiar faces in there. Um, it could, it should have been, it should have been good. Um, I, and I kind of wanted to blame, I thought like, oh, is it Chance the Rapper? Is he really boring? But no, he was hilarious on SNL. Like, I think he's supposed to twice. He was fucking funny. It's the writing. And mm. um, I, Paul Shear, even, he plays like the owner of the pizza shop. He even, when this movie came out, I remember he was like promoting it sort of. And he was just like, yeah, I'm in this movie. You know, it's okay. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, and I, I was just like, okay, that's fucking hilarious. And I had seen it already, and I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know that movie's a hot piece of crap. But um, it's a shit slice, is what it is. That's what kind of slice this is. It's a shit sandwich. It's a, it's like shit pepperoni on top of shit cheese on shit dough. Uh, but okay. Chance is adorable. Yeah, noted, noted Beyonce stan Chance the rapper. <laughs> I think it's, and I think it might be Zazzy, but I want to call her Zazzy. But I think it's Zazzy because it's like just like a Zazzy Dan's La Metro, like that that French movie. That's what she's named after because she's okay. quirky. Um, she uh, she's wonderful, you know. She's she's just such a breath of fresh air. I love her in everything. I love her in Atlanta. I love her as Domino. She's just Domino. Her Domino slaps. I have to yeah. have to say, she was like the best thing about that movie. And it's and like Ryan Reynolds tried his hardest, but she was just like, I'm actually the shit yeah. here. So. <laughs> So try to keep up. Um, yeah, she's she's just uh, she's beautiful and funny, and she just brings so much. Um, she's also got like her brand of humor is like she's got that self aware vibe, mm -hmm. you know. Like she's always kind of she's really really playful. Um, I like her style, and also like um, I mean she did what she could in this film. <laughs> what she was given, I mean, she brought all that she could, and you know. They should be so honored that, you know, <laughs> that she was able to elevate it to where she could because they did not give her a lot to work with. Um, no, but you know, here's the thing. I remember um, deciding, I was, I was doing like a movie night, like a COVID movie night with some people and we were looking through trailers and this one had the best trailer. It, it was had like, a fantastic trailer. It, but they show you everything good about the movie in the trailer. That's what all the yeah. stuff, and, and, and in the trailer, it all makes sense. But uh, yeah, and, and to actually witness it, it was like, this is, no, what is happening? <laughs> What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, like, you know, the, the person who did it, like he did, you know, commercials and, 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 and so I think probably thrived in putting something together that was two and a half minutes long. Mm. Um, but then once you had to actually go and innervate the world and like build out the musculature and not just the skeleton, it was like, and it started off with one of those like campaign videos and it tried to explain everything about witches, werewolves and ghosts. And it was like, I, 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 okay, so these, all I these people died at the same time. 
And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, that is a bad so, sign. <laughs> if I so 40,000 people die at a sanitarium thing. And then they put a strip mall on top of it and build a pizza on top of that. And then I build a pizza place and that, but it's like, okay, but then why are the delivery people being targeted by the witches? And, and then there's like a, a mind thing. And then what's his name from SNL is the mayor and he gets the thing in his name. I, 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 it, from the first three minutes, I was like, this has already escaped me. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's where I was with it, babe. I, um, but I Zazzy, like we fun. love you. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah, just hearing about it just made me yawn. But she's amazing, and I'll watch her in anything. I'll I'll watch her read a dictionary. She's dope. But um, other than that, uh, you know, hey, watch it for her. And and and, yeah. and Chance is cute. He's real cute. So we can, you know, he hops around. He 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 tries to bring it. It's just you, you work with what you got to work with. Eh. Yeah, and uh, for what it's worth, I just want to say a twenty four. If you're going to give money to that, why can't you give money to me? <laughs> I second that. I'll, I'll take some money too, shit, if you got it to give. <laughs> what up, queens? Don't forget that we got a Google voice number and we want to hear from you. What's the scaredest you ever been in a movie theater? You can potentially be on this show. Uh, chilling with your screen queens, us, me and Drea. Our Google voice number is 619-289-9052. That is 619-289-9052. And paint us a picture. Let us know. I want to know, was there potentially scatological uh, things involved? Was were people pissing their pants? Was somebody throwing up on somebody else? Let us know what's the scaredest you ever been in a theater. That is 619-289-9052. All right. Catch us next week, same time, same place. We're getting into quite sadly the final episode of Lovecraft Country. Uh, it's called Full Circle. Um, as far as our movie and Scream Queen choice for next week. You'll know when we know. You know, you'll know when we know. Is it going to be Black Box? I don't know. We'll know. We'll know. We'll know. We'll know when we'll let you know. Uh, Scream Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and Domino Sound with theme music by Doc Allison. And I am Drea. Sandeep can get can laser my ass, Washington. Um, you can find me on the gram at Hey Girl. Hey, that's H E Y G R L H E Y. And I'm a Tommy T's Pico, like I said at the top, Sandeep can get deep in these cheeks. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at HeyTeebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S. And you can find us on Instagram at Scream Queen Podcast. And online at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. And send us some love notes at ScreamQueen at gmail.com. That's S-C-R-E-E-E-M, queen at gmail.com. And in the scary movie of your life, you better scream, scream queen. queen. Yeah. Hold up. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.